Happy holidays and welcome to episode two of Two Bros and God. We hope the needles are staying on the tree as you prepare for this Christmas time. And this week we are we decided to dive into the first chapter of Proverbs. We both read through and prayed about this chapter, and we both have some interesting notes that I think will be fun to listen to. But first, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Jesus, we just thank you for this time that we get to have on this podcast, God. We just pray that everybody listening will be edified and will learn a lot from what uh, we think you have to say through Proverbs 1. So, God, we just thank you for this time, and we and we hope you bless it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Proverbs 1, 1. The, ver- the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know it to know wisdom and instruction to discern the savings of understanding to receive instruction in wise behavior righteousness justice and equity to give prudence to the naive to the youth knowledge and discretion a wise man will hear and increase in learning and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel to understand a proverb and a figure the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. What I think really is really interesting, verse 5 and verse 7, but verse 5 saying, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel, is really interesting to me and speaks to me saying just because you are wise and everyone looks up to you for advice and wisdom you can't think that you have nothing else to learn everybody has something that they can get uh, better at something they can grow stronger in and we'll, we'll never we'll never be up to the same playing field as jesus was right because he was the all-knowing and all-powerful yeah and that's why you know when the armor of god is described piece by piece the word Mm. is the sword and to stay sharp that sword to be sharp you need to continuously read and gain more knowledge right because even you could read the bible hundreds of times over yeah and the holy spirit's always going to give you something different yeah so you're just going to get smarter and sharper with the word the more you allow yourself to be open to learn. I agree. Mm. So, uh, I had seven, verse seven as well. And the thing I took away from it is basically respect uh, those people that are around you that have this kind of wisdom and knowledge. They're the people to learn a lot of it from, and so respect it. And then verse 7, you know, yeah, Solomon's talking about the fools. Fools don't want to learn. Yeah. So that's why they have no wisdom. Mm-hmm. And they don't adhere to instruction, so they're always in chaos. Right. And so if you want to follow foolish ways... 
you will not use wisdom and you will never follow anybody's instructions to keep you on the right path. Right. I also got out of verse 7, getting to know the Father more helps us to understand the world around us more. When we take, you know, when we take the time to learn about who he is, um, who created, the one who created everything, uh, we in turn start to learn more about everything around us. Yeah. There's, you can see so much of God in everything around us. And when you, when you start to seek to understand more about him, you automatically start to learn more about what's around you. Right. So, and also the fear, the fear of the Lord, um, begins knowledge. It's kind of like if you live in a hurricane city or you live on the coastal or tornado fields, you start fearing nature, but you learn about it. So it's a respect thing. It's not being ignorant. It's not doing things to go out your way to, right. You don't, you don't do foolish things. So you're like, yeah, you learn about it so you can stay safe yeah. And respect it. And that's what I feel like Solomon's saying to Like, fearing the Lord is not like, oh, don't hurt me. Don't send the lightning bolts out of nowhere. Kill me. He's like, right. fearing God is the beginning of knowing who God is. And right. then getting the knowledge from the word to right. walk in path with God. Right. Yeah. And if you, and if, you know, if you're studying God, you, um, you're, and are respectful of him, then you'll you'll gain understanding of how how you should live your life versus how you want to live your life. Right. And uh, if you're if you're fearing and studying God, then the those two things will start to become similar. I'm going to read uh, now at verse eight. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, which is, you know, that uh, another word for... Uh, the afterlife even whole as those who go down to the pit we shall find all kinds of precious wealth we shall fill our houses with spoil throw in your lot with us we shall have all one purse my son do not walk in the way with them keep your feet from their path for their feet run to evil and they hasten to shed blood indeed it is useless to spread the net in the eyes of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessors. I had some notes, verse eight, which he's saying, hear my, you know, hear my son, your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And they're, they're good for you. He's trying to tell tell us, listen to the people who have gone before you, 
and walk through things already. There's this thing called wisdom beyond your years. It's because it's learned wisdom. There's a time and a place for learning things on your own, but there are certain things such as, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, bad relationships that other people have already walked through that, um, that godly influencers, if you will listen to them and listen to what they've already walked through in those certain areas, then you will save yourself a whole lot of pain, grief, and, and other people's grief. Because when you walk through something, when you do something, it's not just hurting you or benefiting you. It's either hurting or benefiting the people around you too. So if you listen to the godly influencers in your life and take the wisdom that they have to offer, like don't do drugs, you know, don't do alcohol and just stay away from this and that because they are harmful to you, then you're going to save yourself and everybody around you a whole lot of hurt. Right. And that that's a part of wisdom is knowing when to forge your own path and when to listen to instruction. And that's what that's why I took out of verse 8. Yeah, you hit mm-hmm. it on the spot. Uh, really listen to all the elders around you and... The healthy ones. The healthy ones. Even if they're ungodly, but you can tell, like, they went through life. They might not be a believer, but they're wise. Yeah. They know what's right and wrong. Pay attention. Yeah. Because maybe they will come to Christ later on. And they're good people and they know the right path. So follow the people God's put in your life that are walking the narrow path. Right. Because even when Jesus was walking, there was people that weren't believers yet, but they were walking the narrow path, not doing bad, not sharing Christ because they didn't know how, but they were in the middle following the rules. Right. So. Yeah. Those people in your life, just don't think they're attacking you. When they're trying to correct you, just take it and reflect and see if what they said is right. And we both have notes on 19. Yeah, you go ahead. Well, I have 18 as well. Right. Um, So, uh, Solomon to me is like, he's describing a foolish leader Hmm. that all they want to do is attack the weak. Right. And he enjoys attacking the weak because he can get the easy uh, gratification. The fruits are easy to gain. Yeah. But in the long run, they misfire and they don't plan the attack correctly. They right. don't know who these people are. Yeah. So they could potentially get trapped, which is about, you know, they're about to shed their own blood because they're setting a trap because they're blind to the things around them. Yeah. They're blind to you. They're going to make a mistake one day where they're rolling up on a community and that community is ready to fight. Right. So Solomon's kind of like, don't 
allow yourself to be a part of a foolish leader because you don't know where they're going yeah. and that person doesn't know where they're going either they're right. just hungry for self-gratification they want everything now but don't remember you're gonna reap what you sow later right and not only that but God promises to protect the you know his kids from people like that right um, like what Solomon is describing so it's really f it's very foolish to think that you can prey upon the weak and and get away with it my notes were um, today you know thinking about this today not only do we have people like getting ambushed as it described like physically ambushed we have a lot of that but we also have people that are ambushed you know digitally politically emotionally there there's a lot of predators in many in many different aspects of the way we do things and Solomon's saying do not follow them because they 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 are going to go down in a big fiery mess and right. it's and it's gonna be it's not gonna be good and we can see a lot of people today who are taking advantage of the weak and the less fortunate and the naive because it it makes them either a lot of money gives them self-gratification mm -hmm. or you know it's just fun for them but Solomon is saying here don't follow them or and don't be like that because it, it's just at not, the end it's not right yeah whether the, you will die yeah and whether the Lord puts puts you down or you know just your circumstances that uh, he'll you know he allows to happen because you are being stupid it it's it's gonna hurt one mm. way or another and you can go down a spiritual path too where you allow yourself to be tempted to um allow the other side of the spiritual realm to take your life right and you're like oh but i'm getting all these things because but in reality, it's not greener grass because you turn that direction. Right. Because in the end, like Solomon said, it's gonna, blood's gonna be shed. Yeah. And if you follow that person, you will be the one being shed. Yeah. And the green grass, the greener grass is just a facade. It's a, it's a shifting of the light. It's not actually what it is. Exactly. So we need to, we need to be careful not to pray on other people so starting at verse 20 wisdom shouts in the street she lifts her voice in the square at the head of the noisy streets she cries out at the entrance of the gates in the city she utters her sayings how long O oh naive ones will you love simplicity and scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge turn to my reproof or correction hold Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you, because I called and you refused. I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. 
and you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof or correction. I will even laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes on like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come on you. They will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me di diligently, but they shall not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my correction. So they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive shall kill them, and the complacency of fools shall destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely, and shall be at ease from the dread of evil. So, one of the verses out of that, there is a whole lot there. Yeah. But one of the verses that stuck out to me was verse 23. Turn to my correction. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you, and I will make my words known to you. That is cool to me. You know, when we repent of being arrogant and simple-minded and just bring everything before the feet of Jesus, God loves to pour out his teachings and his grace and his wisdom upon us. That, that to me, is a testament to the hope that we have and just, right. the, you know, this is, this is our God who is awesome enough to you know, gift us with this, this grace mm -hmm. and this, this mercy and wisdom. Yeah. And what I took away was this passage sounds to me like the Holy Spirit was given the task to tell Solomon that I am the voice that you hear and that I'm telling you things when you're not paying attention. Yeah. Like, hey, you might want to stop that, or don't go that, don't go down the road, because it's not going to lead to what you want. Right. And so, I feel like Solomon's like one of the first people pointing out to the Holy Spirit in Scripture, saying the voice of God, which is the Holy Spirit, is trying to get you to reprove. And come to God yeah. and let it let it all let it all down and trust that He's got your back. Yeah. Because if you don't, like <laughs> the verses before, you will reap what you sow because you went down a foolish path. Mm. Right. And then you know he wraps it up at ver starting at verse thirty. You know with they would not accept my counsel and they spurned all my, my my correction so they shall you know eat of their of the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices the their waywardness shall kill them and they shall be destroyed it just goes to show how you know how serious God is about you know, either you're going, you know, you're going to accept wisdom 
and follow me in or this is this is what's gonna happen right. not because not because I want it to happen like this but because you as humanity because Adam chose to sin and bring sin into the world the you know you choose you choosing your foolish ways brings about your own destruction because of the sin that you're creating so it's not that I want to have to punish you it's not that I want to let you go through all of this while you're being foolish but it's just going to happen because that's what you as humanity chose and as a foolish person it's what you chose right I also took from that um if you hear the call, answer it. Because you don't want to be, like in the parable in the New Testament, waiting for the bridegroom, and you're gonna have either the half-empty lantern, or you're gonna have the full oil yeah. lantern. And the full oil person is going to get there yeah. and answer the call. If you got half oil and you run out and you gotta go get some, you didn't answer the call you yeah. missed the call and now you have to wait for the next opening right which i've witnessed in my life and um not to put my dad underneath the bus but when i was growing up he got a calling to be a pastor and you know life and stuff kind of pushed the calling back but yeah. now he's been a pastor for what 10, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very spiritually filled. He's always been spiritually filled. Actually, I think it's been 15 years. Yeah. So, I mean, the calling was already there. Yeah. He couldn't answer it at the time, but he reproved, got right, yeah. and got the teaching he need to now have this long run. Right with Christ and being a pastor he has his own podcast or radio thing right yeah he he's live on like an actual radio station yeah. on, the, on the airwaves so yeah <laughs> so I mean this pastor is just not saying you can't come back and answer the call it's yeah. saying don't be foolish and not answer right now right follow and what our dad did it's not it's not that he waited ten years to be like, okay, we're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be a pastor now. No, what he did was he heard the call and he's like, okay, but I know that I'm not ready yet. Right. I am not. I'm not able. I don't. I do not have the the capability of leading right. a church yet. So what he did was he went and he got the training that he needed. Yeah. And God was already setting all of yeah. that in motion. Because he was a manager at a store. Yeah. He led our youth group for many years. In so, Kids Church. In Kids Church. So the baby steps to get reproved, refined in fire, get some uh, education as well. And just bat and just further yeah. in tune with the Holy Spirit. So all those reproved him to become the pastor he is today. 
Yes. But it took baby steps, uh, reverence to the knowledge and understanding that the people around him had and knew that that was his calling because yeah, he still loves and adores this guy that he always talks about, Pastor Hahnemann. <laughs> it doesn't matter what her dad does, Pastor Hahnemann comes up a lot. And that was the guy that saw the fire in dad, started dad on the right path of, okay, here's the Berean books. You need to read them, study them. We'll take the test, see if you're ready, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that was the guy that said, I see it. God's showing me this is who you're going to be. But let's take the baby steps to get there. Yeah, let's take the practical steps to that you actually need to take to get where you need to go. And still, dad still leans on Pastor Hahnemann a yeah. lot. Well, he's his life mentor, basically. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you're, you're going to get a life mentor sometime, sometime in your life. Right. That you can lean on for spiritual guidance because everybody needs it. It's like in real life, if you're a counselor, you need a counselor. Because yeah. <laughs> you're hearing things you don't want to hear. Yeah. The same thing with pastors. You're doing stuff for God. And then people come to Christ and tell you things. And then you need spiritual counseling to get through the stuff that's going on. Right. But that's what ties into chapter one is. Hear the call. Use the knowledge and instruction that is given to you to answer that call right yeah and if you don't you are going to go down the foolish path squander your opportunity that that's already set up for you right and that's why you know bible you know reading your bible and having bible literacy is so important is because if you don't know the book then you're not going to be able to know if god is calling you or not right so and everyone has a call to ministry has a has a call to help with missions to to help to be a prayer warrior this and that it doesn't matter you're called not everyone is called to be a minister though such as a pastor missionary not everybody is called to that but everybody has the call of go matthew 28 go and make disciples yeah. in my authority and that could mean you're the soup kitchen leader right or the person that answers the door at the church office and you answer phone calls and or you're handing out girl scout cookies saying hey I, we just want you to know we love you yeah. and that jesus does too yeah god knows your strengths and weaknesses and he's not going to give you a ministry you can't handle. Yeah. He created you for a specific ministry. Right. Not everybody is called to be a youth or kids or just a regular pastor. Not everybody is called to pastor. And if you feel pressured into something uh, through outside sources, even mm-hmm. a pastor can do it because they're overwhelmed and they need people. Yeah. And they ask you to do something you don't feel comfortable Pray like our dad prays. At least that's how he taught me was, God, if it's not right, shut the door for me because I don't know how. But if it is for me, open that door wide open and show me 
Yeah. How to step through the door. Yeah. Basically, open the door and, and give me a nudge. <laughs> right. Or kick me in the pants. Because, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes, you know, with certain things, it's just, it's really difficult to know. Like, you know. Yeah. But and that's where being in tune with the Holy Spirit and, and, and just can, listening yeah. comes in. And the Holy Spirit can do that for everything. Because I worked on the dock for four years. And I didn't know when to stop. Right. Until the Holy Spirit made me realize it's time. Yeah. And it was through physical uh, elements and just hearing, like, it's over. If you want to get better spiritually, you got to let go of of that. You got to let go. Mm. All right, guys. This is... This has been a great time reading through Proverbs 1, discussing it. We kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent, but that's okay. Anyways, guys, we hope you have a very merry and happy holidays, and we hope to see you on the next one. I'm Levi. This is Joe. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.